Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. I initially was going to add my little background music, but I have some a-holes that are messing with my technologies, and they've remotely deleted it out of my computer, committing felonies. So keep in mind, there's no background music, but the content is good, and it is inspired from the Holy Spirit, and he doesn't like his children being stolen from. So watch your backs if that's you listening. (laughs) Have a nice day. Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world. Sometimes I do sermons from the divine. In our household, we worship the Holy Trinity, Father of all of us, His Son, Jesus Christ, who died and rose again, and the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I share music with you that I create or that is brought to mind that uh, ties in to the sermon. I don't pre-plan what I release to you. The Holy Spirit leads my life. um, And He whispers in that small, still, quiet voice. And um, I was just writing in my journal, actually. I do that a lot. I encourage you to do that. If you enjoy writing, and even if you don't, it is a, a very therapeutic form of therapy that you can do that's very cheap. You can get yourself any kind of journal, any kind of pen or pencil. I prefer pen because uh, pencil over the years gets erased and it's nice It's nice to review old journals to see how far you've come, to see how far you've grown. Or for those that are not choosing to grow, to see how far you could have gone right? We're either growing or we're declining. That's what an old uh, advisor business coach, David Bird, used to say in his southern Texas accent, you're either growing or you're declining. There's no stable. It's like an airplane, right? It's always going up or going down. And uh, I was just writing in my journal and the Holy Spirit whispered to me, was like, get your phone out, so I'm obedient, so I had it on the little charger thingy, and I got it out, and uh, he whispered to me, I don't want you to work on your song, I thought I was going to work on a song tonight, and uh, and he also gifted me another therapy, so for my 52nd therapy, uh, the idea for it, uh, on my way back to my temporary home, I thought I was going to work on either of those, and he changed his mind. And uh, he whispered the topic, and now I've forgotten (laughs) what it is. Father, reveal it to me. What was the topic? Ah, I remember. The topic is, he makes no mistakes on his children. So when he whispered it to me, I was reminded of a person I had as a guest on my podcast. Last year, I was working with this person, and I believe the Lord caused this person to be good to me, caused this person on purpose to open up their heart with me, and uh, they identify as a trans individual. They were born a woman. They uh, had a heterosexual relationship for a long time or a while. They uh, shared. They inter- they uh, were a guest on the podcast. You can review the interview uh, with Dion, and... 
uh, also on the vlog, on the Move Happy Movement vlog available on YouTube. They were discriminated against for so long, and they were an abused, I think, neglected child in school. They were having accidents at school. That's abuse. That's warning signs of child abuse. And they have a lot of family members. They're very good at communicating and, and connecting with their families, but there, there must have been some hurts, some neglect in there. Um, I imagine from uh, being a person of color, they are uh, life is harder for them. It's always been, especially in America, it's always been harder for them with, with slavery that happened not that long ago. And it's more difficult for them to get ahead, uh, doing honest work and whatnot. Um, and they shared their story of deciding to uh, become a lesbian person and did that for a while. And, and they still didn't have... They didn't have the satisfaction. They were looking externally to everyone else for their satisfaction. This is my opinion based on what I listen to them on the podcast, what I know what the scriptures say, and what I know the Holy Spirit reveals to me right now. So you can take it or leave it. They were deciding to focus on their fleshly desires. They were deciding that the world was treating them terrible, and so they decided they had had enough of disrespect of being a woman of color. They thought, well, let me try dating women and see if it's better. And it still wasn't. So then they decided to have a sex change so they could show men how us women desire to be treated. That is my opinion. Take it or leave it. And this this person befriended me at work. I was completely isolated from my husband. Forced to move a bunch of times. I've been in this terrible contest. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. My husband asked to retire from his job in the government that he denied uh, being a part of to me. He, he knew he had some sort of ties, but he didn't like any labels. And they tried to kill us. So I've had to start all over, and they erased the record of our marriage. I'm a veteran spouse, and I have zero rights in this organization, and he's the top guy that protects Trump. And they royally disrespected him. I mean, completely royally disrespected him. And so I'm trying to climb out of the wreckage that the deep state, the Illuminati, whoever caused, that has bought out a lot of the leadership and power right now. And he couldn't believe he did nothing wrong. They sent me on purpose, told me I was getting protections, told me that they all work together, the security teams that protect all the presidents. They lied to me to, to use my skills that the Father gifted me. And this man protected me off-grid. He did an outstanding job. And it wasn't just him. It was a bunch of people all over the U.S. and all over the world. I only met one from each team. I'm not supposed to know who they are. That's how they keep America 
safe. So don't ask no questions, because I ain't going to tell you nothing, because I don't know nothing. All I know is this man was kind and loving to me, loving in the, in the type of love from the father, that brotherly, sisterly love. He decided to do a lot of good, kind things for me with no expectation in return, but he started having feelings for me, and so he started getting a little grouchy with me towards the end because he wanted to marry me right away, and I was like, whoa, 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 not so fast. So well, we were apart for about a year, and we reconnected, and then we got married. He didn't rush me. He didn't try to push anything on me because he knew I couldn't be pushed. And so we got married, and then he tried to retire, which is his legal right. There's no slavery in America. Uh, that's what they advertise. And uh, Deuteronomy 24.5 states that a man, a military man, in his first year of marriage shall not be sent to war. His job is to spend the year with his wife and to make her happy. Now, I don't think it's his job to make me happy, but it certainly would have been a lot less miserable in the last year and a half of zero contact with my brand new husband after 19 days. It's bullshit is what it is, but I'm not the only one that has been separated from my husband. There are many veteran spouses that are crying out for justice. It's coming very soon. Keep your head up. So I reluctantly got this HVAC sales job where I met Dion because I had sold 12 million dollars worth of HVAC in two weeks with no prior experience with a terrible sales script that I rewrote and rewrote the standard operating procedures for a different company in 2020 remotely. I did this remotely in the middle of the pandemic and that company laid off everybody and wasn't going to pay me what they owed me. They didn't pay me nearly my value, but I knew. I knew that HVAC was a good industry to make some serious hard cash, and I was ready. I was ready to make money, and they on purpose blocked me from making money in the workplace, but I didn't know why I wasn't making sales. I've never failed in any job ever, and I'm outstanding in sales. They on purpose were sacrificing revenues to get me to quit, and Dion knew it because they had been in the industry for a long time and they were in a three-year, now it's four, year lawsuit against the federal government for being wrongfully fired as a person of color, the first in the world trans person with a lawsuit against the federal government. And they stood up for me. And then it got worse for them. They were experiencing racism in the workplace, and I witnessed it multiple times in my first week on the job in the car with my regional sales manager. Say his name, Father? Yes, he says, Mike Shoemake. He was friends with the gentleman 
that hooked me up for the job. Yeah, he sexually harassed me. He was the first nasty man, and he's a married dude. Yeah. He was so racist. He, he told me, some of these people, we got to do extra inventory checks too. As he pointed to a person of color, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. In 2022, we got racism in America. Wake up, people. Now, if you've been discriminated against and you are a white person, so have I. There's too many people in the world, and that is why a bunch of evil people decided to kill all of us. To kill as many as people as possible. The evil in the world, they are ruled by the enemy, but the Lord will use it all. Because we've run out of space. That's the reality. So nobody wants to fix the problem because it's such a big problem to fix. So these evil people decided, well, let's just kill a bunch of people. That's how we can solve it. And then there's more space again, right? The pandemic. God doesn't make any mistakes on his children. And he loves to use the, the most unlikely people as examples of his goodness, as examples of his holiness. There is no way, there is no way in the world that I could have met Dion unless the Lord ordained it. Because Dion lived in D.C., how in the world did Dion get down to Tennessee? That was where I was working in Nashville at the time. For my job, I don't, I don't remember what the hours were for, for Dion, but for my position as a salesperson, they had me working 12 to 14-hour days, slave labor. On my overtime day, which was mandatory, it was a 19-hour day. They were breaking DOT laws. I informed my manager in email and verbally because I wasn't getting proper sleep, which made me a danger to everybody on the road. That's why the DOT has laws to protect people from casualties. I told him, I'm not doing well. I emailed him. I was very authentic. I said, look, they tried to kill my husband and I. I'm in a very awkward situation. My husband asked for a divorce. I don't think he wanted a divorce, but I honestly have no idea what is going on. I am dealing with crisis. I need money. And you guys are making me work way too many hours for the $1,000 a week you're paying me. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. He finally started modifying the work schedule for me because I put it in writing and I CC'd his manager, Mike Shoemake. He did step up and help me with that. He had his buddy, Daniel Hayes, call me. The Holy Spirit said, say his name. He had his buddy call me to ask if I was okay because he couldn't believe the email. He said, Do you, have you been threatened from your husband? I said, no, my husband would never hurt me, but I don't know. Who's messing with my technologies? I think it's his buddies that are bullying me. I have no idea. I report things. The FBI doesn't do anything about it. They don't give a shit about me as a veteran spouse. They used me and they threw me in the trash. Both political parties did. It's been the worst three years of my life. Absolute worst. And I did him a solid by marrying him 
and his buddies, they treated me like shit. Yeah, I'm pissed at all of them, but I'll forgive them because I know they look out for him and they didn't know who they could trust. They couldn't believe. They could not believe the level of disrespect they used my former business partner, friend of seven years, warrant officer of the army. She served 20 years. They used a black female that was my friend, forced her to disassociate from me, and then had her call me, and they committed treason by tracing the phone call. When they knew they had sent me on purpose to Trump's guy, they couldn't believe the level of disrespect of women that our government has. So they didn't know who they could trust. So I had to suffer a lot by myself. I couldn't talk to anybody about anything because I had no idea who I could trust. They paid 18,250 people, men, let me specify, men and five ladies, to damage my reputation on purpose in this contest over the last three years. And they paid 14,407 people to have me killed. They've tried to kill me 25 times since 2018, but the plans of the enemy are foiled because the Lord knows how many days I have. I might die a horrific death like Joan of Arc, and I released a sermon uh, earlier today about that. Uh, she died at 19, and she died in 14, I think, 32 or somewhere around there. Long time ago, hundreds of years ago, and her name is known. Yeah, I desire to have my name known as a person that chose to love people around the the whole earth. That's how I desire to be known because that's what Jesus said to do. I'm trying my best to be obedient, but I've had to deal with a bunch of assholes that have stolen from me, blocked me from making money for three years on purpose, blocked all of my events to help people with depression when they could have been helping people in the world with depression not commit suicide. They have on purpose caused people to commit suicide when I could have helped. And we've traced it all. My husband and his associations, they're the best. I trust him. I haven't been able to communicate with my husband at all for a year and a half. We've got 30 days left, I believe, or 31, somewhere around there. October 17th, you're going to see a post from all the presidents that are alive. Or maybe they're not. Maybe it's just a double. Who knows? But the Lord knows all their social media accounts, all the First Lady's accounts, Oprah Winfrey, Beyonce, Jay-Z, my pastors, Joel and Victoria Osteen, Tony Robbins, and his wife, Sage, my accounts, I'll Move Happy accounts, all our social media accounts, will be posting the photo of all of us, announcing me and my husband as the winners of the Global Mental Health Ambassador competition, and we got another position, another title, because the Lord doesn't like when his children are being stolen from, and he loves, he loves to surprise and give us back even more than we've been stolen, so we have also won the chief spiritual officer of the United States position, and uh, they're going to be paying a lot of money into our nonprofit ministries, and we're going to be distributing their nasty money where they profit off the children of the world, the slavery of children, sacrificing of children, selling the organs of the children, the nastiest of the nastiest things they could do. We're going to distribute their wealth to the poor, to whomever the Lord tells us to distribute. 
their monies, too. What's that, Father? Tell them how much money I'll be making. Million-dollar salary. United States, U.S. dollar. That's for chief spiritual officer position. The global mental health ambassador position, each major nation will be donating tax-free $100 million each major nation. How many major nations are there, Father? 87, he said. 87 major nations will each be donating $100 million each year to Aaron Nicole Ministries. And uh, in exchange, they will have a certain level of access to my spiritual gifts. They will have a certain level of access to the therapies and the research that the Holy Spirit has gifted me and the music and whatnot. And uh, my life assignment is to help empower people to find happiness from within and to help end global suicide by helping to prevent it from even being a, a plant of a seed of depression at all. It's a very big lifetime assignment. It's a legacy mission that the Lord assigned me. It's attracted so many people to help me, to step up. He's moved mountains for me because of my level of faith. And Jesus said that he would move mountains if you only had a small level of faith, as small as a mustard seed. And uh, I believe my faith is much bigger than that. He's given me a very big assignment in the world. And I'm actually in his bloodline. I'm a descendant of King David, who slayed Goliath. There are no mistakes that the Lord above all lords makes when he creates you. He created you before you were even in your mother's womb. That's what you need to understand. So if you're going to have a sex change, understand that the Lord grieves your sex change choices. We get it. We respect your choice to have uh, surgery changes and whatnot. Some people are born with both genitalia. I think you are holier than the rest of us because the Lord blessed you to have both genders. Your parents had to make a tough decision and say whether you were going to be a boy or a girl. I believe God is above all gender because we are all created in His image. But when He wrote the scriptures, He created Adam first to be the protector, to be the provider. And then He created Eve from His rib to be His helpmate. It is the job of men to cover and protect women. It is the job of women to be helpmates, to be support systems, to be maternal. That's how we are designed. You might have more masculine qualities because maybe if you are a woman, you were raised by a bunch of men. I have a lot of masculine energy in me because I was raised around a lot of boys growing up. I have two older brothers, my father. Uh, we spent a lot of time playing outside. There was only two other girls in the neighborhood, and one of those girls got gang raped in junior high, and I wasn't allowed to play with her anymore. I babysat for her a couple times, but I kept hearing all the adults judging her when it wasn't her choice to get raped instead of helping her 
and protecting her because her mother was a single woman working two full-time jobs. They judged her, and they all will have to speak about that to their maker. I chose to be kind to people. Of course I snap sometimes, right? Anybody would if they've been blocked from making money for three years in America or in any nation by thieves, by powerful rich thieves. And if if you've had 25 death attempts against you, people were paid a bunch of money to kill me. Yeah, they paid over a billion dollars to have somebody else win this contest. That's what the Holy Spirit revealed to me a few episodes ago. A billion with a B. They're being so wasteful, and they proved it. And my husband and his associations have traced all the money. (laughs) So we're going to drain the swamp. It's been the worst three years, but it's also been the most exhilarating because uh, they chose me. They used me as a spy. Both political party teams tried to use me as a spy, but the Holy Spirit assigned me to protect Trump. I didn't know. I didn't know there was this big sting operation. I had no idea about the Epstein Island scandal and none of that. I had no idea that people drink the blood, sacrifice and torture little babies, little kids, and it's a satanic thing. I had no idea any about that stuff. I was so naive. I didn't even want to get a smartphone. I was trying to be economical. We were forced to get smartphones. They forced everybody to get smart devices. And then they've been stealing from all of us, citizens of the world. (laughs) God makes no mistakes on his children. You about to be rich. You ain't going to be broke no more. I'm rich in the Spirit. I'm rich in the Holy Spirit. And I've learned the secret to being content is to not get too excited when I have a bunch of money or to not get too upset. If I lose it all, he's taken it all away from me, and I still choose him. I trust him. I trust him because I love him, and I'm in his bloodline, and I can't get away from it. He makes no mistake on his children. All right, the Holy Spirit's given me a verse. Matthew, you can turn in your... Bibles with me if you'd like. Oh, which chapter, Father? 14, 5. 14, 5. Uh, Okay, so this is John the Baptist beheaded. Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of the people because they considered him a prophet. Keep reading, Father. Okay, yes. Keep reading. On Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced for them and pleased Herod so much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he ordered that her request be granted and had John beheaded in the prison. His head was brought in on a platter and given to the girl who carried it to her mother. John's disciples came and took his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. 
God makes no mistake on his children. John had finished his assignment. He was the prophet before Jesus, and Jesus washed his feet, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't have the whole Bible memorized. You don't have to have the Bible memorized for him to be able to use you in out-of-this-world, supernatural, history-making experiences. He's teaching me. He's equipping me. I had extreme brain damage from four years of chronic abuse as early as three years old of what I remember being forced to be my sex slave to my brother. That's what it was. He never penetrated my vagina, but he might as well have. He introduced me to everything else. And I know he did it to a lot of ladies. And it was sad because I spoke up about it and I wasn't listened to in the house. I spoke up to my mother. I didn't say he was harming me. But I had kissed my mother. I remember kissing her. And I, she, she, I, we had a family member uh, that uh, grew up in the Catholic faith. And uh, they did the whole kiss on the lips thing. And so... I saw that, right? Some some families do that. Some families kiss on the, the, the cheek, the cheek, right? I kissed my mom, and I kissed with my tongue. And I was very little. How old was I, father? Six, he says. And my mom was very concerned. She said, where did you learn that? And I had already learned how to lie to protect my abuser, my oldest brother. I said, TV. Oh, probably some TV show. She said, what show? My mom was extremely protective of her children. And I was lying to her. I learned how to lie. Kids, you got to teach right from wrong. I think I said Matlock or something. I don't remember that detail. But she never investigated it further that I'm aware of. If she did, she didn't tell me. There was a lot of not talking in our household growing up. And not talkative households are at higher risk for the abuse of children and spouses. I think my mom was being abused before I was born. I think she was the victim of spousal abuse. And instead of going to a therapist, family therapist outside of the church, they went to the church and the church told her she needed to respect her husband. Put the blame on her. That's what she told me. So she didn't have a whole lot of faith in therapists because they were broke. So they were trying to use what they had, the resources they had available, and they were members of the church. They were tithing to the church, and the church disrespected my mom. I think greatly so, but she turned the other cheek, sucked it up, and held it in. She is a meek person because she's chosen to be meek. And it says in the Beatitudes that the meek shall inherit the earth. I believe she did the best that she could, and she became really good friends with Rebecca Chisholm. Rebecca passed away in July the following year after my dad died. In, uh, I forget the exact date, but 
My dad died October of 2016, and then she died like a few days after my birthday. She had had a heart attack. They they tried to revive her 11 times with the paddles, and I found out, and I... I rushed as fast as I could to the hospital because she she stood up and protected my mom. She stood up and protected me. She stood up and protected my middle brother, Josh, from our abuser. She protected and looked out for us. She was a veteran spouse. She was the best friend of my mom, and she was married to my dad's best friend that he knew since kindergarten. My parents made good choices and friends. And although I was abused in secret and private and their worst warning signs, they never directly had a sit-down family meeting because they were so uncomfortable about it. That's why I share my truth so that you can get your family talking about it if you suspect it because... I dealt with suicidal ideations by myself for 18 years from something that was caused from another person. And no one in society helped me. All the mental health organizations, schools, first responders, no one helped me. Except for a few good people. And I have edified them. Their names will be remembered for the whole world to know. The Lord assigned me a big assignment and he broke the chains of suicidal ideation completely in 2018. After 18 years of struggling in secret, in private, by myself, being an honorable citizen, working very diligently in all things, doing the best that I can all the time, no matter how tired I am, I've had to heal myself. And I could do that. I was allowed to do that because the Holy Spirit, my God, lives inside me. So He healed me in supernatural ways. And that is why these rich people have tried to kill me. Because they are the richest of the richest people in the world. They worship Satan in order to keep their riches. They sacrifice children in private in order to keep their riches. But the Lord, the Lord above all lords, the father of Abraham and Isaac and Moses, he makes no mistake on his children. And we got the countdown to where I will be meeting many of these people in person, the top-level leaders of the Illuminati. We will be signing exclusive contracts of peace in America so no civil war gets started. And I get to thank President Trump and Melania. I get to thank them for picking me and allocating their resources to protect me and cover me and for not doing anything wrong other than trying their best to drain the evil swamp that is in 
the American government to allow us to have more unity around the world, to grow our GDP so that we are no longer slaves to other nations. We could be free because the Lord sacrificed. He sent His Son down to die on the cross for all of us so that we might have freedom. There is no bondage when you are a child of the Most High King. There is freedom in His presence. And He frees His children either in this lifetime or in eternity. There is no pain in His presence. Those truths I cling to. I spend a lot of time in solitude and prayer because God lives in me. And although although these thoughts were very powerful in my lifetime, the thoughts were so powerful of self-harm because they were spiritual attacks of the enemy. And I had delayed cognitive reading abilities. I desired to not have these thoughts, but I was denied mental health services because my parents didn't believe in labels. Because they didn't believe in labels, they didn't get me the treatment, the treatment plan to get me diagnosed. They took me to the doctor, but the doctor didn't listen to me when I asked for alternative options. I was 14. I was no dummy. He told me, here are the pills that cause suicide in teenagers. That's why it's on the warning label. America, pharmaceutical companies, wake up. I'm about to shake your bank accounts and I can't wait because you have been profiting off of our pains. And the Lord, the Lord came to bring us freedom. How do you think people dealt with their mental illness before pharmaceutical companies ever existed? Simple. They went to the church. The high priest was also the medical person. Yeah. They prayed. They worshipped the Lord. Anytime. Nations get too far away from God. He reminds them that they are needed. Excuse me, that He uh, is needed. Uh, He reminds them through plagues, through famines, through war. He uses all things. And I have warriors of light that look out for me. The fiercest warriors in the world. They recognized my value right away. So they look out for me. I don't know where they are. They're everywhere. Eos. Element of surprise. God makes no mistakes on his children. If you identify your God as Allah, good for you. There are some S-E-C-T-S, sects of the Muslim faith that state it is perfectly legal to beat and kill your wife. 
That is not allowed in America. There are also some belief systems in the Christian faith that also believe that, in the Muslim faith. Not all Muslim faiths, certain denominations, if you will, just like there are different denominations in the Christian faith, right? There's there's Baptists, there's Lutherans, right? There's Seventh-day Adventists, there's non-denominational, there's tons, right? In the Muslim faith, there are certain denominations. They might call it a different thing. I'm still learning about different faith systems. They believe that they will have a bunch of virgins when they get to heaven if they commit <clears throat> some sort of violent act in the world. They have demonic spirits within them that tell them this is the truth. They tell them that if they kill a bunch of people in the world, then they will have a bunch of virgins when they die. No, that is not the truth. The Lord came to bring freedom. The Lord sent His Son to show us all how we are supposed to live. His name is Jesus Christ. We are supposed to love Him first with our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. I have had three years of long-suffering pain and misery to make sure people take care of you if you have depression in the world and that to make sure that we change how things are operating in the medical industry, in the pharmaceutical industry, in the business sector, in the military, in the school system, everywhere. Everywhere. It's a big assignment. That is why many people are threatened by me and why they tried to destroy me, destroy my marriage, steal from me because it was more profitable for them to steal from me than it would be to kill me. They knew I was valuable, but I refused to join their Illuminati cult that has taken over America. They are of the enemy. Things that are done in private and secret Probably not something you want to tell your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren about. But there's about to be a lot of evidence very soon that's released. The truth is released. How do you want to be known in the world? Do you want to be known as a pedophile? Do you want to be known as a person that on purpose had sex with little boys and little girls and you are a grown adult and you forced children into sex slavery? Or, even worse, you tortured them on a private island and then you drank their blood and killed them to stay looking younger? Is that how you want to be known? Because there's about to be a lot of evidence that's released. The Epstein Island scandal? Yeah, it's true. 100% true. Maui was their second island attempt to build it in America. Yeah. Worst leadership ever. Worse than Hitler. Way worse than Hitler. Has made America look very bad. But Jesus came to bring freedom. And he picked me as the person to help people with depression in the world. And I can't wait by my 40th birthday to be generous to the poor, to be generous with everybody in the world that he tells us to be generous to. 
By my 40th birthday, we're only going to be keeping 10% of our money and everything will be transparent on our website. My husband will make sure we have the best website team to show you exactly how much money flows through our businesses and where it leaves so that you can trace the money trail. There is nothing hidden. There is nothing hidden in Children of the Most High King. People that try to hide things from you might be involved in the Illuminati. So I am going to encourage, this is on the spot, uh, President Trump and Melania, I'm going to encourage you to um, uh, ask the churches in one of your speeches to start showing their bank accounts publicly. That was a, uh, that was a gift, a knowledge bomb from my uncle George who married into the family. What's that, Father? He said, say his last name, George Roundtree. Uh, very rich, very knowledgeable person, retired, volunteers with the Habitats for Humanity to build homes. I tried to call my aunt, uh, but these Illuminati people, they hack in and block my messages. Uh, they do all kinds of things. They've threatened a lot of people. If they threaten my aunt, whoo, if they threatened her, you better believe they're going to pay up on that one. Uh, but my Uncle George, he used to work in the uh, Caterpillar um, company as a C-level executive for construction. And he's very good with, with numbers and money and whatnot. And he visited us in Washington State before I had moved. And uh, we attended my parents' church at the time. I think my dad was alive, actually. I think he was. I'm trying to remember. What year was that, Father? Was that 2014? Yeah, because I think he met my fiancé at that time. Anyways, he sat next to me, and uh, he had the bulletin, and uh, he showed me how they had uh, sh showed the tithes and offerings, how much money uh, they tracked it on a weekly basis. He said, this is good. I said, that's good. He said, yes, you want to make sure a church is open and transparent about the monies they receive. They should be showing you how much money they receive and how they're allocating it. For example, they have usually like a general fund. They have some, some churches will do a tithe for the building fund. Um, they have, a, they should have a missions fund to fund uh, missionaries, um, and maybe a few other things and they should show it. They should be transparent with their church members and with any visitors that are going to come so they could see where the needs are, right? Where there's more money, they might not need to give as much to that fund, right? Or you can select on a weekly or monthly basis, however you pay your tithes, which is ten, the first 10%, the first before you pay the rest of your bills. And uh, I've given, I've tithed, because they've blocked me from making money, I've tithed in my time because they forced me into homelessness three times in the last three years of this contest. And they've wasted a lot of my money that I could have been helping people and blocked me from making money. So um, I wasn't able to, to tithe. But I have bought some gifts for people as the Holy Spirit has nudged me to do so. Uh, what's that, Father? Really? Okay. You want me to? Okay. Um, I met a homeless man uh, in my outing uh, maybe a week or so ago. And um, we had a conversation and it was unexpected, unplanned, and he's sleeping in his truck because he is paying his child support and he can't afford housing. 
His uh, marriage ended abruptly, 24 years of marriage. He didn't see it coming. He's an honorable man. And uh, he doesn't even have a phone because everything got stripped of him because he is helping to make sure he takes care of his children. He's doing the right thing. And uh, we were talking, and uh, something told me today to go buy him a phone, and I tried to tried to bring it back to him. I had showed him a resource in the community of where he could uh, see if he could shower in their facility, and they denied him because he makes $800 disability. They denied him. He makes $800 a month. And this service that's federally funded denied him because he makes too much money. She denied him. A person of color denied a white man. She discriminated against him. I started speaking up for him. I said, he needs a place to plug in his... I said, did you tell her about your CPAP machine? He said, no, I didn't. I said, he needs to plug in his CPAP machine so he can breathe at night. If he doesn't use that machine, he could have a heart attack and die. Then she started listening to him and said, well, that's what the Salvation Army's for. He said, I've been there, and every time I get there, they don't have any beds. She didn't want to help him. That's exactly how they treated me at that same facility two years ago. But I've learned a thing or two of how to speak up for myself. And like Rebecca Chisholm, who was my protector and my abuser, she didn't let nobody bully nobody. I've learned how to channel her when I need to. And this man is a good man. So the Holy Spirit told me to buy this man a phone. I don't have a job yet, but I'm obedient. And he helped save me. $1,000 this morning in court. I was going to pay for lawyers for false charges in a court case. And uh, the court system sent me to the, the public defender's office, and they said there's a conflict of interest with the uh, defendant and uh, the, the person that's accusing you. She already used our services, so we can't provide you a lawyer. I said, so what does that mean for me? He said, go back to court, and they'll assign you a different one. I was like, oh, okay, they'll just assign me a different one? He goes, yeah. So I went back to court, went up to the judge's chambers, and uh, the courtroom, I should say, not chambers. And uh, the bailiff, super cool dude, veteran, super cool dude. Um, he said, oh, so there's a conflict of interest. Okay, well, and he looked up, he looked at the lawyer in the room, he said, you've been appointed as her judge, as her lawyer. He hands me his business card. I couldn't believe it. The Lord, above all lords, he favors me. He loves me, and when you let him fight your battles for you, it's way better than you could have ever imagined. He hands me his business card, and it was actually one of the two lawyers. There's there's hot, probably a 100 lawyers. There's a ton of lawyers on this street right by the courthouse. A ton. They're all over. And I just happened to get two signatures, one from... Uh, the uh, Kennedy Law Firm, and then one from this other company, and uh, I was going to pay them $1,000 to, to handle this court case, and the Lord wiped the slate clean for me. They're going to they're gonna provide me. Their, their uh, team is going to do it for free. I don't know who's paying them. I don't know how that works. I ain't worried about that. I'm grateful. I sent a thank you card to that company so they already know that I'm a kind person.
and I canceled my appointment with them and I gave them notice. I said, I do apologize. I don't have any money to pay you guys. I don't want to waste your time or money. And I don't, I don't know how to get this handled, but I do apologize. And they said, no problem. We understand. So now they're, they're going to get to work with me. I can't wait. And I think because the Lord blessed me with that, I think I think that's why he said, I need you to bless this man today. And I did. I was obedient. And I tried to find him, but uh, he wasn't um, He wasn't at the Salvation Army. I didn't see his vehicle there because um, I, I had him follow me to the uh, old, uh, what's it called, Father? Do you want me to say the name? He says, yeah, say it out loud, to the old firehouse to see if he could get sh- access to their showers and stuff because he's sleeping in his truck. Like, are you talking humble? Like, wow. Um, and uh, his truck wasn't there. So then I tried to meet him back where I'd first um, met him because he said he would be there, uh, but he wasn't there. So I'm like, huh, all right, well, I know I'll see him again. So the next time I see him, I've got a surprise present for him. And uh, I don't I don't need any recognition. I don't need it, but the Lord told me to tell you, so I guess I'm supposed to tell you maybe to give you an example of how you could be kind to somebody else even if you're going through a storm. He blesses those who bless others, and it gave me so much joy when I talked with the uh, gentleman that I bought the phone from. At, uh, do you want me to say the store, Father? No, okay. So I bought this phone from the store, and uh, it's a very famous store. Everybody knows about this store. And um, this particular employee was an older gentleman, and I was just nice with him, and he was nice with me. And I found out that he is a retired Navy IT analyst and used to work 20 years in D.C. You never know who you're going to meet. And I thanked him. I told him what I was doing. He said, well, thank you for your service. He said, were you in the military? I said, no. I said, no, I'm a veteran spouse. And uh, I told him a little bit about my situation. I said, yeah, these, these clowns, they tried to kill my husband and me when he asked to retire. But uh, I said, I married the best man in the world, and we drained in the swamp. And he smiled. He said, I see what you're saying. I said, uh, man, I wish I had my business card. I gave you my business card, but... Uh, I was able to to take care take care of business, and uh, he said, "I'm glad you're helping this man out. It's good to see people doing good things." He said, "I don't need this job. I'm retired. I have enough money. I do this to keep myself out of the house. You never know who you're going to meet, when, where, how. Veterans and first responders they look out." for each other and I'm so glad they welcomed me in to this this family. There's there's some there's some buttheads everywhere in every organization, but there's a lot of good ones. So I'm gonna try my best and just share the, the good stories with you. And if I am told by the Holy Spirit to share the not so good ones then I will. But he makes no mistakes on his children. We are all children of God. Some have fallen away. Some have never been told about him. Some have experienced so much tragedy in their lives that they, there's no way they could believe that there is a God. But he is real. 
He's very real. And he lives inside of me, and he can live inside you too. So, uh, okay, he's giving me another verse. I thought I was about to get the wrap-up, but not quite yet. See, he leads these sermons. I love it. He's so supernatural. All right, where are we going, Father? All right, we going Ephesians. This is in the New Testament. And Ephesians was uh, written by Paul, I believe. Paul used to kill Christians. Anybody, anybody can change their behavior. All right, so we're going to uh, Ephesians 4, verse 19. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Okay, he said wrap it up, closure. All right, so um, if you'd like, if you don't know or you know with confidence that you're not connected to the Holy Spirit yet and you'd like to, to have God live and breathe inside of you, the creator of the universe, live in you. It's free. It's a gift he gives to all of his children. All you got to do is repeat after me. Dear, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this gift of salvation. I cannot buy it or earn it. It's a gift you give to those who believe in your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I make mistakes but I do not desire to. Please come into my heart and show me how to be a better human to other people. Show me how to demonstrate your love, your appropriate, perfect, agape love. Thank you for this gift, Father. I, I receive it. I pray this in your heavenly name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, we want to welcome you to the family. Your next step is to get plugged in 
to a Bible-based church. You want to keep God first place. And he asked, Father, Really? What was the website on that? Okay. He would like you, if this episode did anything for you. (laughs) I love it. What is it called? Oh, let's see here. I'm typing it up on my... It's this... No, that's not what I want. What is it called, Father? It was like a history museum, but it was for spies. Spy museum, I think, dot org. Let me double check. I think this might be it. Is this the one, Father? I think this is the one. Yeah. I think this is the one. There's a... Nope. Oh, yeah, this is the one in D.C. Spymuseum.org. If if this episode did anything for you, the Holy Spirit would like you to donate to the Spymuseum.org. So that's S-P-Y-M-U-S-E-U-M. Org, and they are located at 700 L'Enfant Plaza, Southwest Washington, D.C. And uh, you can call them as well. Tell them I sent you. 202-393-7798. Apparently the Lord likes this organization. Today's hours, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Now, D.C.'s East Coast, New York time, so keep that in mind if you call them. Uh, going to be east coast ah i can't wait i would love to visit that museum perhaps that could be a gift in the future because they all they all saw me as a spy and i didn't see it within myself the top security people that protect america (laughs) oh so many of them owe me so much money i can't wait i'm gonna be so rich and i'm gonna give all that money to the poor except for 10 percent we're gonna do things completely uh, unheard of in Air Nicole Ministries. That's the, that's the desire. And I believe the Lord's going to continue blessing us. The more service you give to the world, the more love you give to the world, love from Him, the more He blesses you with and uh, grows your level of responsibility as well. So I can't wait to grow more into a better minister for you, a better therapy developer for you, a better musician and performer for you, and a better um, person that creates and hosts events both online and in person, and a prayer warrior. Prayers are powerful. The righteous, the prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. It's on the back of my business card. I like that verse so much. Love you guys so much. Anything else, Father? Oh, he's got one more verse for you guys. I thought we were done. I love it. Okay. James 2.11, he says. James 2.11. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. 
If you do not commit adultery but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. He says, speak this out loud. Three of my associations that were planning to help me were murdered. Everyone involved in that will have to speak to their maker. He gives us new mercies every day. So all you got to do is ask him for forgiveness and live a life according to his plan and purpose, which means you got to get plugged in to the Bible. You got to get plugged in to people that are making good choices. Get plugged into small groups in a church in person. The internet's going to get shut down. I don't know for how long, but it will be shut down November 17th. The Lord has given me that date multiple times. The enemy might try to cause confusion to change the date, but I believe, unless the Lord tells me otherwise, that that is the date. So prepare your families for massive mental health needs. I mean, if the internet's not working, you don't get access to your bank account. You don't get access to your cell phone to communicate with people or landlines. That's going to be a lot of people needing help, and you can't call 911. Who are you going to call? You better have friends in your church. You better start volunteering at your local food bank so they know who you are in case you can't get food because you can't get access to your bank account. Start strategizing. Worst case scenario. Volunteer with the first responders. Ask them how you can help them be of service to them. They will be your allies. They will be your guardians. They will make sure to look out for you if you're helping them. They are maxed stress and they are a lot of organizations are adding stress onto them and not paying them anymore. So let's see how we can help them. Okay. Anything else, Father? Oh, he gave me another verse. Oh, I love it. First Thessalonians is in the uh, New Testament. First Thessalonians. Come on, Father, come on. <clears throat> Which one is it? First Thessalonians 4, 3. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. So there you have it. Keep reading, Father. He said, nope, that's it. Any... Other verses, anything else, Father, before we wrap it up? Okay, one more in the Old Testament. Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Jeremiah was a prophet, actually. He was a prophet. Jeremiah 19, 11. And say to them, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I will smash this nation and this city just as this potter's jar is smashed and cannot be repaired. They will bury the dead in Topeth until there is no more room. Keep reading. Okay, a few more verses. This is what I will do to this place and to those who live here, declares the Lord. I will make this city like Topeth. The houses in Jerusalem and those of the kings of Judah will be defiled like this place. 
Toveth, all the houses, where they burned incense on the roofs to all the starry hosts and poured out drink offerings to other gods. Jeremiah then returned from Topeth, where the Lord had sent him to prophesy, and stood in the court of the Lord's temple and said to all the people, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, Listen, I am going to bring on this city and the villages around it every disaster I pronounced against them, because they were stiff-necked and would not listen to my words. So make sure you're listening. Because uh, I got a direct connection to the Holy Spirit. He gives me visions, dreams. He shows me in my dreams the nasty people, the top-level leaders that are involved. He reveals things to me that only He would reveal to His children. It's a knowing. It's an anointing. And I'm not perfect. That's why I spend a lot of time in solitude. Because these people have monitored every device of mine. Emails, cell phones everything and they've chosen to steal from me for three years they've chosen to even in my prayer time when I'm not using the device listen in on my prayers talk about extreme invasion of privacy yeah they've broken every law that we have every freedom that all the military has fought wars for and my husband and his buddies have traced it all so when I speak it out loud, my spies and my tech, my good warriors of light, they start handling business. I'm so grateful. So grateful for them. Anything else, Father? Oh, Leviticus. Leviticus is in the Old Testament. <clears throat> Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Which verse, or which chapter, Father? 4 or 3. The sin offering. 4.3 If the anointed priest sins, bringing guilt on the people, he must bring to the Lord a young bull without defect as a sin offering for the sin he has committed. Keep reading. He is to present the bull at the entrance to the tent of meeting before the Lord. He is to lay his hand on its head and slaughter it before the Lord. Then the anointed priest shall take some of the bull's blood and carry it into the tent of meeting. He is to dip the finger into the blood of, and sprinkle some of it seven times before the Lord in front of the curtain of the sanctuary. The priest shall then put some of the blood of the horns on the altar of fragrant incense that is before the Lord in the tent of meeting. The rest of the bull's blood he shall pour out at the base of the altar or burnt offering at the entrance to the tent of meeting. He shall remove all the fat from the bull of the sin offering, the fat that covers the inner parts or is connected to them, both kidneys from the fat on them near the loins and the covering of the liver, which he will remove with the kidneys. Just as the fat is removed from the ox, sacrificed as a fellowship offering, then the priest shall burn them on the altar of burnt offering. But the hide of the bull and all its flesh, as well as the head and legs, the inner parts of Ophal, that is, all the rest of the bull, he must take outside the camp to a place ceremonially clean, where the ashes are thrown and burn it in a wood fire on the ash heap. Okay, he's got a message. Speak this out loud. Yes, Father. What is it? 
anyone that profits off the sacrificing of my children will be burned at the stake, will die a horrific death. You will be made as examples to the rest of the Illuminati, Deep State, and any other name the enemy has used. Tread lightly. You are being watched from the spiritual dimension outside the controls of your cyber warfare. I make no mistake on my children and you have on purpose harmed my beloved Erin and her friends and her family. Despicable. But forgivable. Repent. Repent of your ways. Ask for forgiveness. You will have an opportunity to change your whole life around. The clock is ticking. Time will be running out very soon for you. Don't waste anymore of my children's time. Otherwise, it's not going to end well for you. And then you will spend the rest of your spirit in hell. In torture, like you've tortured the children. In pain, in suffering, with no end in sight. To deny me, to hide the truth that I am real, is to deny that you are real. Aaron is a descendant of King David. No one, no one harms my child any further. That's all. Have a nice day. <laughs> He's very sassy today. He's very sassy. And you heard him. You heard him, folks. He's going to be burning people at the stake. It's like Joan of Arc. Now, she died as a martyr because people on purpose didn't understand her supernatural gifts. And even Bill Dolan told me that I was demonic when I revealed to him from the spiritual realm a FaceTime call he had with Bill Clinton. He couldn't believe that I had revealed to him his entire conversation from thousands of miles away. So his natural instinct was to text me back that it was demonic because he was forced to not help me and not hire me. He was forced to disassociate from me because they threatened him. Otherwise, I know it. 
I know it. They used him as an informant for the Democratic Party on purpose to try and get information to record our phone calls illegally. And he stood up for me. On purpose, he stood up for me. He was hesitant to hire me. I sent him two very valuable ideas in the interview process, and he wasted my time because he didn't help me at all. And I was forced into homelessness. And he's a Christian. The enemy loves to deceive. And we are in the end times. He's using Christians against Christians, and that is in Revelations. You don't even know you're being used. He thought he was protecting America. That's the level of deceit they told him. But what they didn't know was that I was assigned this big global mission assignment from the Lord above all lords in 2018. They doubted. And I love, I love that they doubted. I love it because the Lord reigns supreme and I don't desire for Bill to be harmed. I was, I was ticked for a while. I was very ticked. If he's harming the children, then there's no forgiveness of that. That's military law. I don't know if he's involved in that. I, I, the Lord didn't tell me that, but he did choose to not hire me. Seven-figure salary plus commissions last fall. That's the level of value, money that they raped from my bank account that I could have made on purpose. It is what it is. The Lord has a bigger assignment for me, so... Each major nation's going to be donating a hundred million each year, and I'm getting a million from America, salary, tax free for the rest of my life. And we're going to move all their nasty money into the poorest bank accounts. I'm going to be helping to change the trajectory of a lot of people's lives in my lifetime because I desire to be generous, and I choose love. I don't need a lot of money to have joy because. His joy is inside me, and he healed me of suicidal ideations after 18 years of suffering in silence by myself because no one in society was set up to help me. That's the history-making supernatural power of the Lord above all lords. He is our healer, and he gives his children first-place positions in history-making experiences. Whew, I can't wait for that meeting. Can't wait to meet all these big-time Illuminati meters, uh, organizers, leaders, I should say. I know that many of these people are involved in the Illuminati, but they're not going to be anymore. Yeah, because we're going to sign a contract, and then we're all going to be accountable to one another. So they're not going to be allowed to harm the children and profit off the children of the world and do their little signals on stages to each other. Nope. Not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah. We're bringing God back into America. Can't wait. I can't wait for that meeting to take place. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. When you keep God first place, your life will be outstanding. Just be patient for his timing for your life. All right. Anything else, Father? He said, sing it with some hallelujah sass. Oh. It's getting kind of late, Father. It's 9 p.m. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.